If you are afraid in your own home to sit on a sofa because of the dog you love, you have a problem. And this is what happened to Phoebe's parents. Phoebe is a three-year-old Rottweiler who decided that she didn't want her humans on the sofa any longer. Why she did that and how we could help her is this week's topic of a dog soul and empath's guide to your dog's feelings. So stay tuned and have fun. All right, so as I said, Phoebe was a three-year-old Rottweiler, a really adorable little girl, if you want to call it that. A Rottweiler is not that little, but for Rottweiler, she was more on the small side. And she was really beautiful. She was very athletic. She was obedience-trained and... She even did that exam that we have here. It's for quote-unquote companion dogs, but it has nothing to do with the real world. So it's a little bit funny, but all right. They train like a heel position and a sit and a down and walking in a heel position between humans who don't act like humans. So they just stand around and do nothing and stand really close, but don't talk to each other. And the dog has to be in a heel position, so can't avoid anything. And it takes very long. So during this exam, you often see the dogs start to have trouble with the position. They get tired and you can see that. But all right, that's a little side note and not really what we're talking about. But the important part of that information is that these obedience classes are very often taught in a very harsh way. So they use methods that do not consider the dog's feelings. They do not consider the dog's motivation. They want to make the dog obey at all costs. So you see all these little robots walking around next to their humans and you see more or less stress in their faces and for phoebe she was a sensitive dog even though she was a rottweiler and if you know the molasses you know that they tend to shut up keep their feelings inside they are not the kind of dog that will just go crazy over everything they are sensitive to they kind of suffer silently if you want to go a little bit dramatic. So Phoebe did not lash out. She was just enduring what was done to her. She tried to do her best to avoid any correction. So tugging on the leash, pinching her in the side, even pinching her in the ears if she did something wrong, which is forbidden in my country, of course, by law but it's still done and this was how they trained with her from the beginning so they got her as a puppy and they immediately started dog training and puppy class and immediately after puppy class they got into obedience and that school really used those methods and they did not believe in rewarding the dog and stuff like that so this was all phoebe knew and this was all her parents knew because let's be honest 
most dog parents trust their trainers. It's natural because we trainers are supposed to know better, right? We are supposed to be the professionals. We are supposed to be up to date with our methods and with our training and all those things. But what it did to Phoebe was she could not really develop a trusting and safe relationship. It was a very unsafe relationship with her parents and it continued in the home because they tried to be strict with her at home as well because the trainers had told her parents that a Rottweiler would definitely become dangerous whenever they were treated nicely. All right, so pretty quickly they saw Phoebe tense up around the football. She was still a puppy, but racing towards teen years. And they corrected her, so they sprayed her with water. And Phoebe became timid around the football, but she still ate. And her parents did not see her growl at them again or tense up pretty much, or at least not more than she was already. So they thought it was done. And other than that, they felt like they were giving her a little bit too f- much freedom because she was allowed on the sofa and she was allowed in the bedroom. She was not allowed to sleep in the bed, but she was allowed in the bedroom. And she lay on the sofa very often. She really liked it. And when the humans cuddled with her, she loved that. But there were often times when she got shoved off the sofa because the humans needed more space, either when it was only the two of them or when they had guests over. And it doesn't look good to have a huge dog on the sofa, right? So they shoved her off. They did not ask her to get off the sofa. They just pushed her. And now this is not something a dog can understand, right? They cannot understand that one day it's okay to just be comfy there and the next day it's not okay and you get kind of manhandled a little bit because getting shoved off the sofa and she did not always land on her feet is not nice right it's not like something you would do to your best friend or to your child or whatever but again this is what they had learned so they tried to do their best and I'm not blaming them because that would not be useful for anything. And again, they were trying their best, always having in mind that their dog could become dangerous when they were too nice. But kind of the opposite happened. So Phoebe started growling when somebody would come close to the sofa. In the beginning, it was just guests, but very quickly it evolved to her parents as well. So whenever anybody would come close to the sofa, she would growl. And they tried to correct her because she was not to growl at them. And that led to escalation because she could not go away, right? She had the sofa behind her and she could only go forward. And that's what she did. So she started air snapping and she would have bitten. They said that she would definitely have bitten, they were sure of it, and they did not get close enough for her to try. Which is great, we don't want a bite, that's not something that can be a goal, right? So 
not challenging her is definitely a good thing. But it's not a situation that can just stay like that and it will not resolve itself. A dog cannot grow out of that. It can only get worse. Or she can have the living room, right? But that's not an option either. So she did not do all that because she was such a high-ranking family member or because they were treating her too nicely or because she was a Rottweiler. She was doing that because she felt insecure. She felt threatened by her humans when she was in her relaxation zone. The dogs used the sofa and the bed not because they want to have a higher position or anything. They want to use it because it's comfortable. And she did not have a really comfortable bed anyway. She did have a dog bed, but it was kind of a little kid's mattress. And it was really thin and not something very comfortable, especially compared to a sofa. So, of course, she chose the sofa. But whenever she was on there and somebody got close to her, she knew that there was a possibility that she would get shoved off again. And that is something that can make you feel very insecure, very threatened. And since she was not a very confident character to begin with and had made a lot of experience with people doing uncomfortable things to her, that fed into the insecurity. So all of that led to her trying to resolve the situation the only way she knew how, and that's with defending herself. She was not really defending the sofa or guarding the sofa, she was guarding herself and her physical body, right? And yes, it had to do with the sofa, of course. So what we did was we started to change the communication they had with each other. So they started to be more friendly with her and talk to her in a nicer way. That makes a huge difference because dogs are so perceptive of our emotions and our moods and they know how we talk when we are friendly and they know how we talk when we're angry and when they have to be careful around us. So we changed that and we changed how they asked her to do stuff. And we stopped using all of her commands. They were really commands. And she had learned them under the pretense that whenever she disobeyed, she would feel pain or at least discomfort. And that is something I don't want a dog to expect from their caregivers. So we stopped using these cues and we started to implement new ones, but we built them up in a friendly way and with rewards. And one of them was a recall, because if you want your dog to not go somewhere, the easiest way to get what you want is to just recall your dog. And yes, you're rewarding whatever the dog was doing with that, but if you're quick enough, your dog isn't in trouble yet. So that's when a recall is really awesome at home. And for her, it was a pretty nice way to stop her from getting on the sofa in the first place. So they just recalled her whenever she walked close to the sofa. And sometimes she was already on the sofa, so they recalled her 
off the sofa. And that worked fine. So we did establish the rule of Phoebe not going on the sofa, at least until she was feeling better about her humans. So to give her something else, we introduced a relaxation zone next to the sofa. It was an orthopedic dog bed, so something very comfortable, and she liked it from the start. So she saw that thing, and she got in and lay down and started sleeping, which is really cute, right? And it was really no trouble to introduce that orthopedic bed. Still, knowing that she had a guarding history, we also did a little bit of rewarding her whenever her humans got close to that bed. So to just prevent her guarding that too, or herself in there. We wanted her to just make an association that the humans coming closer are actually a good thing. And of course, there is not just the situation. It almost never is, and we can always do more. And so we started looking at what needs she had and how we could meet them a little bit better. She was a little bit interested in wildlife, not too much. I've seen worse from Rottweilers. But since this was a need, we introduced sniffing games outside and they did a little bit of scent work, which was awesome. She loved that. And we switched to a harness and a longer leash so she could just explore her environment. She was not allowed to do that before. She had to walk in a heel position, not with looking at them all the time, but at least she had to be next to them or behind them. And that is something that is really hard for dogs to do. It takes a lot of concentration and they cannot be dogs while doing it. They cannot explore their environment. So that did a huge part of her being more relaxed, her being more happy and joyful and just tired, right? When she got home because she had all these things to process and it was really nice for her parents to see that she was happy even without the strict training and all these things. And whenever it was too yucky outside, they did a lot of brain games indoors, which she also liked. She was a little impatient with them. So they had to pick the ones that didn't push her frustration too high. But she did fine. And that was when they saw their dog just being happy. And they didn't know before that their dog wasn't happy. But now that they had a before and after to compare, they did see the difference. So this was almost all we did. There was, however, one more management tool we put in place just in case. And that was a harness and a house leash. But not a typical house leash. A typical house leash would be a short piece of leash or even a thread that is just attached to the dog and you can take that and not grab the dog. But for her, since she did not let them come close to her when she was on the sofa, we attached a longer leash so they could safely take the leash and guide her off the sofa. 
There was no more yanking or anything like that. It was just they took the leash and they asked her to come with them and she did. So not even pulling was needed. So I think the important thing we can learn from this case is that our dogs show us how they feel and we just need to listen. And very often we have so many labels and ideas in our heads that we just see things in a way that are not helping anybody. Like if we just assume that resource guarding is some kind of rank thing, we are more likely to start challenging the dog because we are afraid that the dog would someday overpower us or become dangerous or things like that. And if we just looked at the dog and looked at how they communicate and what they tell us, we would see that this is a sign that the dog doesn't feel comfortable. The dog is actually insecure and expects something bad from us. And that's why the dog feels the need to guard him or herself or even an object. So I want to invite you to observe your dog a little bit. Look at what your dog's showing you and try to interpret it without any emotional bias or anything. And if you want to know how you can establish a trusting relationship with your dog, check out the description and the course in the description. It's brand new and it will give you a complete holistic approach at giving your dog confidence and building up your relationship. With that, I wish you a lot of fun training and we'll see each other next time. Bye.